Our text this morning is from the book of Joshua, and Joshua lived right at the time when the people of God needed a leader. Now, you can have a leader who is all bluster, testosterone for brains, history is... Choir like that one. History is riddled with things called Pickett's Charge and Custer's Last Stand. But there's a, another brand of leadership that has all the right stuff. And that was Joshua. Faith, wisdom, captivating charisma. Joshua led the people from the wilderness into the promised land. Joshua was the one who fought the battle of Jericho without a cannon shot. Just trumpet sounds and a yell and the walls came a-tumbling down. Joshua was one, one leader who knew to follow, to follow God and God's word. God was in charge, and the result was that he led the people of God into a life and a land flowing with milk and honey. The right one at the right time, Joshua. Well, the timing of our passage today is Joshua's farewell address. And you work on the words of a farewell address. They're not quick words, see ya. They're not tweeted out words. These are words that he wants to get right. He's looking back. He's looking at the now. He's looking towards the future. It's all about timing. Listen, Joshua 24, 1 through 2a, and then 14 through 18. Hear the word of God. Then Joshua gathered all the tribes of Israel to Shechem and summoned the elders, the heads of the judges, and the officers of Israel, and they presented themselves before God. And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago your ancestors Terah and the sons Abraham and Nahor lived beyond the Euphrates and served other gods. Now therefore revere the Lord and serve him in sincerity and in faithfulness, Put away the gods that your ancestors served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. Now, if you're unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your ancestors served in the region beyond the river of the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. But as for me and my household, we will serve the Lord. And the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord and to serve other gods, for it is the Lord our God who brought us and our ancestors up from the land of Egypt out of the house of slavery and who did those great signs in our sight. He protected us along all the way that we went and among all the peoples through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites who lived in the land. Therefore we will also serve the Lord, for he is our God. And this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You know, back in March and April of the year, I felt, uh, I felt pretty good about where we were going. At that time, people were scrambling to be vaccinated. I just thought the progression would go through the groups from the 
older adults to the adults to the youth to the children, and that after a challenging year of being apart, we would come back together in communion. Back in the spring, I was so looking forward. And I was coming up with a theme to get all this rolling, something to have in my head as we were going to get a, a direction and then hopefully get us all together and just move towards that direction. And I had in the back of my mind Joshua's words. Choose whom this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. After a year of cantankerous bickering over viruses and masks and shutdowns and politics, it was time to come together and get down to business, church business. Choose this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. I was drawn to the words, and what made the words easier to use as a theme was it was when when we chose the date for kickoff Sunday... The words, Joshua's words, choose this day, were the lectionary text for kickoff Sunday. That's a God thing, man. God is on this. We're one. We'll get the Sunday schools up and running. We will unveil and celebrate our mission and ministry. We'll celebrate. We'll celebrate. We will celebrate. Because last year you all gave so generously, the church had a surplus And that's great. But I remember my mother saying to me when I was a child, the church should never, ever have a surplus. A church is not in the business of making money, which made a lot of sense as a kid, but when you become a pastor, it's kind of, you know. (laughs) But apparently the session was on my mother's side. And we have already begun to give God's bounty back to God. Giving it to people in places that will use it up quickly. It's what we're called to do as people of God. And that was going to be the great news we were going to celebrate on this kickoff Sunday. Faithful generosity. But as we head into the fall and the more the pandemic keeps stretching along, you know, the money isn't coming in like it did last year. And I'm kind of wondering, you know, we're giving this money away? Do you think it would be prudent just to just... Timing is everything. We had that little window of time not long ago that just seemed like we were heading in the right direction... We could see the promised land. But now we're all heading back into the wilderness. The hospitals are full. I've had members who've had to wait and wait and wait and wait to get a room. I have members who are worried about losing their room because they're not quite well yet, but, you know, there's such demand that they just have to push you out. So if you're planning to have a heart attack, you may want to postpone it later to the year. Yeah, I'm angry. I'm bitter. I'm frustrated. It's kickoff Sunday. 
and timing is everything. You don't want bitterness and anger in a leader. What a leader needs to do is have a plan. Every threat of chaos requires a plan. Plans give a course of action, and they give us great comfort. That's why when you get on an airplane, they do that spiel that says, may we have your attention, please, in the unlikely event that the cabin should lose. Well, what they're saying is, don't worry. We've thought of everything. Masks will come flittering down from the top of the ceiling. As the plane barrels towards the earth, just breathe normally. (laughs) And, And if you see we're over water, no need to worry. We've thought of that too. Under your seat, there's this little yellow manufactured vest, sometimes manufactured, sometimes early 90s for sure. Just put it over your head, attach the cord, pull the cord, and if that doesn't work, as you're exiting down the well-lit aisle, just simply blow into the tube. (laughs) That's where their plan ends. But being the leader that I am, I further developed a plan that involves getting picked up by a well-timed cruise ship and opting for the drink package. You always want to opt for the drink package. In times of chaos, we need a plan. The Cold War had a plan, three words, duck and cover. It's the antidote for nuclear war, duck and cover. Vietnam had a plan, win. The Exxon Valdez and the Deepwater Horizon had a plan. It was called Don Soap. The Kingston, Tennessee coal fossil plant came with a plan. Just put the coal ash over there in yonder pond. Afghanistan had a plan. Rid the world of evildoers. Afghanistan had a plan. When plan A didn't work, plan B kicked in in orderly withdrawal. Isn't it comforting to have a plan? So the politician has a plan, talk radio has a plan, the scientist has a plan, the economist has a plan, the school board has a plan, the airplanes have a plan. What's your plan for the pandemic? What's your plan for life? When Joshua said goodbye to his people, he said, make a plan. Choose this day whom you will serve. You can serve the gods of the wilderness. You remember the gods of the wilderness. The gods of the wilderness, bitterness, anger, infighting, It's time to make a plan. Choose this day whom you will serve. Is that your plan? The gods of the wilderness? Here's my plan.
on this kickoff Sunday that is not going at all according to plan. My plan is to stick with the text. Choose this day whom you will serve. The other gods? No. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. You're going to hear Joshua's words a lot in the next few weeks, the next months. We are going to explore what it means to serve the Lord. We're going to stick with the text and actually look at the Lord. There was that saying not long ago, what would Jesus do? Well, it would help if we looked at what Jesus did. You see, this past year seems like it's been filled with yelling and unfriending people. I don't think Jesus did that. He seemed to spend a lot of time with people who had been unfriended. I read where he actually touched lepers, which I'm sure the CDC still frowns against. What does that mean? I don't know. But let's look at it together. I'm going to lead a few classes on Zoom during the week, just for an hour, just for an hour. We're just going to take a slow walk through the Gospels and look at what Jesus is for us today. Seek to discern the word and how to live it out. And we need to do this together, which is an odd hope these days in which we have a service for just masked-only people, and then we have an outdoor service for kids and families, and then we have an indoor service at 11 o'clock for those people who strongly encourage to wear a mask, but you don't have to wear a mask. We're all over the map on this, aren't we? We need to do something together. Together is the hope of Joshua, too. You know, Joshua could have said the words to his family, Look, I'm done with these people. We're just going to serve the Lord. Whatever. But no. Joshua's plan wasn't for himself, wasn't just for his family. He couldn't say goodbye without leading the people of God into the future. He knows that following the Lord means evangelism. You have a strong call to leave no one behind. No one. So Joshua gets up and he says, look at us, all of us. Remember where we've been. You remember where we've been? Look at what we have, this land, this amazing land, and we have one another. The unity of the Spirit of God, it's a gift of God. I don't think Joshua saw himself as a war hero, a veteran of the war. He saw himself as a veteran of the gift. And the gift of God needs to be given and shared forever and ever. We are veterans of the gift, so look at your life this day, the blessing of it all.
Look at it. Look at the bounty of your life right now. It's amazing. The grace of it, the gift of it. Choose this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. What a line that we could use every day of our life. Tape it on your bathroom mirror. Stick it on your steering wheel of your car. Put it on the screen of your computer, on your phone. Choose this day whom you will serve. Are you going to go in for battle and die on hills that will long be forgotten? But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord this day, this day, this day, this day, this day. Timing is everything. Last night I received an email from a pastor that said, Donovan, I'm the pastor of Ellis Grove Congregation. The town of Waverly has been devastated in today's flood. I contacted the presbytery, and the presbytery suggested emailing you, which means you. He wrote, As of right now, we have untold property damage, hundreds without homes, even more without power and water, and there are about 10 people missing. Please pray for the community. I know that Westminster has a disaster response team. He knows that Westminster has a disaster response team. What do you think he wants in the chaos? A plan? No, he wants God to show up. And in my life, in my life, God has most often, surprisingly, again and again, shown up in you. And this is why I love the church. Choose this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods of the wilderness, anger, bitterness, division, hate, give up. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Timing is everything.